Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David Frankel. This show is for those that are inventors, entrepreneurs, business owners that want to hear some great stories about other entrepreneurs and business owners, what they're doing, how they did it, how they fail, how are they successful, and just want to know more and more about the day-to-day business so they can learn to make their business better. It's all about the power of peers. So every episode is intended to teach you something from someone else's experience to help make your business even more successful. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today I have two guests instead of just one. As they say, two is always better than one. So I'm going to mix it up today. I have Owen Osinde and Alex Whitfield, and they're the founders of Hustle Over Everything. How are you guys doing, guys? Uh, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. How about you? I'm doing well. Yeah. I appreciate you asking. It's a great day, Dave. You know, it's hot outside. It's musty here. Uh, you know, where I'm staying at my parents' house in Sarnia, but uh, just barbecuing, enjoying the sun. So it's a great, great Tuesday. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me on a Tuesday evening. I normally do morning uh, interviews, but you guys are a special guest. We make sure we uh, made an exception for you and made it coordinated with everybody's schedule. So we're looking forward to getting started and hearing about hustle over everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure who wants to get, kick us off and get us started. Uh, Alex or Owen, or if you both want to share different aspects of getting started, what yeah. made you guys start Hustle Over Everything? So, uh, yeah, Owen, to jump in, it's all you. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'll go first, and then uh, you can come in and uh, you know how you join the team after. Um, so originally, David, I started Hustle Over Everything around this time last year. Uh, I've been a longtime entrepreneur, uh, launching a business in fashion, tech. Uh, so recent, this is about 2018. I had, you know, by other co-founder and I, we started this tech platform called Sneaker Deck, which was a sneaker reselling platform. And uh, we decided to walk away from the project. And from that time, I was already podcasting. I was podcasting about e-commerce, but I just felt like I was really niching myself to a place where I really wanted to talk to other entrepreneurs who are building other types of businesses. But I needed a name on you know, what I would call it, what is it going to represent. But I ultimately wanted a brand that was going to represent who I am. And I asked myself, what is a what is a word that represents Owen? And I thought really hard about it. And the only word that could come up was hustle. So I just said, hustle is not going to work. So I kept thinking about it more and more. And, you know, it was a serendipitous moment. The hustle over everything just came up and I wrote it down on my iPhone notepad. And I changed the name hustle over everything on, on the podcast and, you know, decided to make it into a brand. So from August till, you know, this time, March of this year, you know, I was just interviewing people myself, even interviewed Alex, you know, because I was like, hey, you know, come on, you have your own agency, let's chat it up. And uh, as I was building it, you know, things got, you know, building something by yourself is is hard. And those are one of the things that I realized it's hard to do something by yourself. You need like a team. And uh, that's when I reached out to Alex from knowing him uh, in university, like all these years, going to California together on a trip. I was like, hey, man, why don't we work on this together? I think, you know, you really understand the brand. You fit the brand. You get the vision on where it's trying to go. Uh, let's see if you're interested. And, you know, now we're building it together. Now we're working on this uh, podcast together and building it into a, a great media company. Fantastic. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Yes, most definitely. Um, so a little bit about me, um, Alexander Whitfield. Uh, I run an agency called Wit Media a paid Facebook acquisition company and other things upon request. Uh, essentially, 
Yeah, like Owen said, you know, um, we met each other in university and uh, over time, we're like, yo, we just became really good friends. Then later, later down the line, uh, we were just talking about podcasts that we really liked and said, hey, why don't you just hop in the podcast? I'm like, yo, why not? Let's do it. And it was a great podcast. It was just so uh, smooth. And uh, the synergy was just all the way there. So I was like, yo, that felt really good. And then like, as I was looking at his brand, I had so many ideas that, that were popping into mind. I'm like, yo, this could be so much bigger. You know, um, let's, let's blow it up. You know, so we joined forces and we've been rocking ever since. Congratulations. That's exciting. And finding that partner is not easy. Uh, when you think the same or think differently and respecting each other's differences and Sometimes people want to go one direction. That person wants to go a different direction. Sometimes ego gets in the way. So if you guys to work harmoniously is uh, quite a uh, quite a feat. And obviously, you can only scale and get bigger if you are able to build a team and able to get people to work with you. So that's mm-hmm. obviously past step one. So let's walk that's through definitely. some of the things that uh, may not have been so smooth, uh, some mm-hmm. challenges you guys ran into, maybe some mistakes you made in the process of building this podcast. Or maybe, uh, Alex, you talked about building with media. What challenges mm-hmm. you ran into? Uh, and then on top of that, what you learn from those mistakes? Because I think a lot of our listeners realize that, hey, I'm scared to do a, go into business for myself. But when they hear mistakes other people made and they can learn from their mistakes before they make those mistakes, it becomes very valuable. So if you mind sharing a couple examples of mistakes you made and what you learned from them. Hmm. Um, okay, I can hop on one. Um, I'm, I made a lot of mistakes and I like to own up to my mistakes. One thing I can mm-hmm. do is um, on a pod um the guest was a bit nervous and um she was saying like she wasn't saying it specifically but then on like a guest podcast when she like on the, the way a podcast works let me break it down uh we have an intro section before the actual guest comes on to the podcast right so that is filmed after the guest is actually on the podcast right so um, one thing that I did was uh, I mentioned that the guest was nervous on the podcast and, um, that was kind of disrespectful, you know what I'm saying? To, to do that. Uh, so that was one mistake that I did and Owen correct me on that. It's like, yo, don't, don't have that in there. That's kind of disrespectful to have a guest and not mention it to her, um, specifically, but to mention that when she's not around, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's totally true. Like the, you shouldn't have that kind of critique. I thought I was just being honest and being fair, but, um, I, after like thinking about my, oh, that, that is kind of, kind of right. You know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we ended up taking that part out and kept, you know, keeping it rolling. That's like a small one, I guess, for, for no, sure. mistake. But yeah. But it, it, I think it feeds, it feeds into the idea that you have to think about how other people view that. I'm the yeah. same way. I'm just, I'm just raw. I do very little editing unless there's a, you know, internet connection issue and it's all muffled or broken up. We just mm-hmm. keep it real. And if someone says something that it was a mistake or they didn't mean to say it, or maybe they sometimes even admit themselves, I'm a little nervous. I kind of let that all roll because I think the more natural, the more raw it is, mm-hmm. um, the better the podcast. But in your situation, because you were speaking about her, it wasn't her saying she was nervous. That's where it gets a little tricky where you're just being honest. She was nervous. I think your listeners realize that, you know what, being on a podcast or being on a TV show or radio show, you're going to be nervous. That's just the way life yeah. is, unless you do it yeah. all the time. It can be nerve wracking, you know, it's nerve wracking for anybody. So, yeah. you know, I, I can see both ways, but that's where I think the partnership comes in when. 
um, you know, it's an idea. It wouldn't be a bad idea to take that out because it may be viewed by the guest as negative, and it's just mm-hmm. it doesn't add anything to the podcast except for keeping it more real. Exactly. And those are the, the challenges you run into sometimes, and when you're you know listening to the the podcast later on, it's like, well, does it add value or does it not add value? And you have to make mm-hmm. those those judgment calls together. Yeah, and, and you know when I when I heard that, I was actually in the car and I was about to leave, and I knew. I killed all my data. So since COVID happened, I reduced my data plan to like four gigs from where it was at eight gigs. And I knew when I left the house, I wasn't going to have Wi-Fi or data. So I told Alex, I was like, hey, bro, like, I think if she hears that, she's going to, she's not going to really like it. And another thing I thought about is like, if someone were to hear the podcast, uh, for example, like a future guest and perhaps we said something like that they'll probably think oh like i think if if i do something wrong are they gonna expose me if i if i act a certain way or 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 whatever so i just thought about how is it gonna be heard by other people not just our listener but people who might want to come with the podcast so that's why i think uh it was a good idea for both of us to talk about it and and make that decision on what to do next sure that's definitely a great learning point because you mm-hmm. have you start to learn to to think about not just your perspective but other people's perspectives and mm-hmm. how it can make them feel. It's kind of like reading a text message. I don't like text yeah. messages because I mean it's great for just factual information on my way home, you know, and you pick up some groceries, just factual things. But if you're trying mm-hmm. to express a feeling or a frustration or disappointment, I think you got to pick up the phone and call because you have to have the you have to have the tone behind it as well to understand what the message is. And yeah. I think podcasting is very much the same way. If you it's based on how you say it. If you say it and, oh, she was nervous, <laughs> that sounds like you're ridiculing and that yeah. can be taken a lot harder. But yeah. if you say like, oh, I mean, I feel bad for her. I could tell she was really nervous. I don't think it's as hardening to her because mm-hmm. you're just being genuine. But mm-hmm. like you said, you got to think about how she perceives it. And that's always hard. You're trying to guess. It's like being married. You have to guess how your spouse feels based exactly. on what you're saying. And eventually exactly. you're getting yeah. so in sync with your partner that you know how she's going to feel. So you just don't say it anymore. It's like, it's like, how do I look in these jeans? Like, do you want my honest opinion or do you want me to be honest? Or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? So eventually she stops asking how I look in these jeans because she knows she may not look good in these jeans or she may know she looks good in these jeans. But she knows that she's setting you up for a a challenging answer. No matter how good your answer is, it's not going to be good enough. (laughs) And and, and if you say the wrong thing, you're like, you got the cold shoulder for a week, like a two week period. It's hard to come back from that on the same day. You know, it's like you're in for like the long haul for oh, yeah. like the cold shoulder, a couple fights here and there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's a great example, David. Man, why'd you ask me? Like, why'd you ask? <laughs> I've been married 21 years. Don't ask me those questions unless you want to know the truth. You that's expect a, me honest a... and truthful all the time? Well, I can't mm-hmm. turn it off and turn it on. I'm just honest mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Then, then, then you become... Don't... Oh, then you ahead, become ahead. unsensitive though so that's it's like a double-edged sword i want to be honest but now i'm insensitive i tell the truth i'm like i can't yeah. win exactly <laughs> and man don't let you be honest about your compliments as well you know if you see something that she does bad and then you compliment her on the exact thing that she does bad like, oh i did that bad Ooh, man exactly. I remember one time oh man um i was I guess getting to know my girl and um she like uh, well, because it was winter time, so she wasn't shaving her legs in the winter time, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we're at a house party now, and she had our uh, pants on, and I don't know why. I think her like her legs 
had like rolled up on her pant. So I was just like being like a natural guy, like a natural boyfriend is touching her leg, right? And I feel her leg and her leg is shaved. And I, and I realized that she had shaved because she, she was going to come spend like some time with me after. And I'm like, oh, your legs are shaved in the house party. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody. <laughs> Yo, have I, left, have I lived that down yet? Definitely not. No, definitely you know not. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. serious now she tells you. Mm-hmm, yeah. well, but just so you know, I shaved my legs. Because yeah. <laughs> I surprised you in the middle of a bunch of people. Just so you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. so you really got to like, think about the other person's emotions when you speak. So that was definitely a, a life lesson, um, both of those occasions. Yeah. I guess for me, uh, you know, while building hustle over everything, I think early on, when uh of course it's a podcast right and the first thing as a podcaster is like you want to build an audience and you want to monetize and you want to do whatever so i had launched a store for to sell like merch for our listeners and fans but it ended up being its own brand on its own like our t-shirt brand it's like a our brand but it's on t-shirts hats and etc with different designs so i wanted to sell all this product but one of the mistakes that I learned and uh, it also thanks to Alex, you know, he was telling me, he's just like, you know what, like it's going to be tough to sell those items because you're selling it to a cold audience. Like no one really knows about hustle over everything. No one really knows your podcast, but I was so stubborn at the time that I felt, you know what, if we make great ads, if we do the right targeting, people are going to buy it. So months, weeks and months went by, you know, I was running ads and, um, you know, it was, it was a struggle to sell this product and merchandise. But one of the things I learned early on is, you know what, you're spending all this money on Facebook ads and there's no audience, your brand new business. Uh, we should do the groundwork first before going out there and presenting the merchandise to them. So that was a big mistake that early on, you know, when I was by myself, I was really trying to like, you know, start making some money from this thing because I really wanted to start, you know, seeing some revenue coming in on top of just the content that we're putting out. So for anybody who's looking to start a podcast and you have, you want to have the merch and everything extended as a part of your business, you know, invest time in building your audience, invest time in really having people get to know you, shaking hands, uh, creating more content on top of your podcast and building a fan base before you actually put up an ad to sell them something uh, physical because it's not going to work. It's going to work, but you're going to spend a lot more money to get that person to buy. Then it would have been easier if you had an audience first and then sell, and then you can actually scale things to the next level. So that was one mistake I, I did early on is selling when I had no audience at all for the podcast. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall in that trap because um, you wanna, you're so excited, you have so much passion for your new business, whether it's a podcast it's a service, it's a product, whatever. You're so excited. You want to have a platform to scream from the rooftops. And mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't know about your product, service, business, you want them to ask you about it. So what better way yeah. to get them to ask you about it than to wear a t-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the challenging part is that we get so excited about it, we forget that no one else really knows about our company yet and no one really has a passion that we have. So my yeah. suggestion to business owners is always get shirts for yourself only. Like I bought Perky LLC or Perky Innovation Company t-shirts for myself to wear at the gym. I figured instead of having to talk to someone, they can, they can watch, they can look at my shirt as I walk by them 
and I'm going to immediately have that subliminal Perky LLC clothing innovation company. What's that? And maybe they come mm-hmm. to me at the water cooler and say, what is your shirt? What, is, what does that mean? And it creates a conversation piece. But yeah. I, I never really thought about making 50 of them, having them in my trunks when they're asking for them. Like, hey, I got a red one in the car. Would you like one? They're like, no, mm-hmm. dude, you're weird. <laughs> and, so and I David, kind of left you- it until you had that audience. And, see, and now once you had a loyal fan base, like all, you know, now yeah. I've been in business five and a half years. If I had Perky LLC t-shirts in my kiosk and my loyal customer comes back for yet another, you know, a fashion item or another invention, they may be interested in buying a t-shirt, but you mm-hmm. definitely got to build that fan base first because you're a nobody until you become a somebody. And that's humbling. You know, it really yeah. is humbling, but it, it takes time. You know, you're not going to have a million followers overnight and that's what makes it hard. And that's what makes it less attractive to even start. But with hard work and dedication and patience, it'll all come. They'll dem- I mean, mm-hmm. what will end happening is your fan base will demand it. Hey, dude, do you have a mm-hmm. hat I could wear that has uh, hustle over everything? I love your concept. Or, hey, do you mm-hmm. have a shirt I could wear? I love your shirt. Where'd you get it? And then all of a sudden you get enough people to ask for it. Now you build your, your merch based on fans demanding it. First, exactly. you pushing on them. Makes a big difference. And, and you know, another thing is like, you know, we were doing a print on demand right so we we didn't have like an inventory or anything but you know when you're doing print on demand the margins are much thinner than if you had made the shirt yourself so imagine running ads and you have you don't have a, a big margin but then your costs are getting into your margin so when you even you sell a shirt you're you're always in the negative right so that was like another thing as well too it's like you're running ads and it's like a print on demand service type of product and it's just uh it's even a tougher battle to be profitable when you also don't have an audience and you're selling a product with thinner margins. That's true. That all this yeah. takes time, just like as in your, in your podcast, this takes time. No one wants to advertise with you until you have an audience. Well, where do you get the audience from? Well, putting out good content, the audience will come. Mm-hmm. I, I just think we're all kind of in that mode of, I want to get rich quick. I want to have a big audience quick. And it just doesn't work that way. I mean, very few, unless you're a celebrity already, it's really hard to build that audience in a quick manner. Like, you know, a celebrity opens up an Instagram page or a TikTok page, they immediately have a million followers just because they are who they are. But you and I mm-hmm. open up those same page. It takes us weeks, months, years to build that same kind of audience because we have to give people the content they want to listen to for them to want to follow us. We have to earn it or they feel mm-hmm. like they've earned it because they've already got the celebrity status. You know, it's just, it's just different. And I think all businesses yeah. need to understand that just because you're really good at something, whatever that service may be, and you decide to start your own, it doesn't mean the floodgates are going to open up and everyone's going to be your customer all of a sudden. You're going to have to market. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do great service. You have to give your customers a, a way to be fans, be fanatics even. Give them a mm-hmm. platform to share how much they love your service. Get those reviews. Ask for the review. I mean, this is a lot of work. And mm-hmm. most business owners and entrepreneurs want to go through all the work. They just want the result. They want the lifestyle of entrepreneurship. But those that can do it have a great reward at the end of, at the, end of the journey. It's just, it's hard work to get there. And that's what I love about our shows is we get to share those journeys that people have been on. Uh, And I think that's where the real grit is. That's where the real hustle comes from is what are you willing to do to have the success that you have? And I would guess that you guys, like myself, are willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what the hustle over everything means is that you're willing to hustle and work hours and work days and work evenings and work weekends and work times. Other people are not willing to work. And that's why you're, you guys are hustlers. Exactly. So share with me uh, next a success story. 
uh, something that you accomplished. Maybe it's number of listens to a certain podcast. Maybe it's a certain guest that shared your podcast like crazy and you got a ton of views. Or maybe you have a client that you work with that uh, was, you know, I guess that suddenly their business blew up as a result of the interview. Can you share with us each, each of you share with me a, a success story? Oh, man, Alex, what do you think of success stories, man? I mean, Honestly, yeah, it's tough because we have such high expectations of ourselves that having a success story is is tough, to be honest with you. Um, well, we've had actually so or maybe your most popular podcast uh, interview. Maybe that would be a success story. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we had one that was uh, being black in okay. America. Um, that has been our most popular podcast and our longest podcast as well, you know, Um where we really dive deep into everything that went on um, with the George Floyd situation. And we dug deep into like racism in America historically as well, you know? So we kind of like did a, a whole backstory and I got to give like uh, my big ups to Owen cause Owen did a lot of research for it. You know, like, we actually had like a big file that we did the research for and I got half prepared notes and I actually brought like a whole big pile of notes. And then I looked at him like, this is the exact same thing Owen has. And then Owen just went into like extreme details. Like, All right, we're just going to use your notes, man, because <laughs> you just killed it. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, that was one of our most successful podcasts. Um, also, one thing I, I can mention is our newsletter. Uh, we actually just added our first advertiser to our newsletter. Congratulations. Um, called the 24-7 Hospital. Um, yeah, so I'm really happy about that. Um, it's still small. It's it's a performance-based ad, um, ad campaign, which is still small, but, you know, we've got to celebrate the small exactly. ones, I guess. Um, or at least acknowledge it, you know. We can't, don't get caught in it, but at least acknowledge it, you know. So our first advertisers went on news that literally just came out, what, mm -hmm. yesterday? Yesterday. So, um, yeah, I would say that could be a, a, a new win, and that's going to uh, be rolled out in the news, newsletters moving forward. So, that's, that's, I think, um, a win on our end. But, yeah, we're still very much in the dirt days of, you know, um, putting our axe and shovel into the ground and uh, carving out the, the, the farmland that we need to have our seeds sprout, you know? Yeah, I mean, like the, the newsletter as well, too, I think a win for us was it's like a, I guess it's a eureka moment when we were having our Sunday meeting and I told Alex, I was like, you know what? Our newsletter right now, it's great. We're covering, we, it's, a, it's a weekly newsletter that goes deep into, you know, the headlines that have happened in the past week. But I told him, like, you know, the people we're serving, they might already have seen that, but what are some things that we can go deeper on or provide them with things that they don't know? So an idea that I said was like, hey, how about we find uh, cool stories that have happened in history, uh, business, culture, sports, that uh, people don't know about, but they're so interesting and so cool. And we share that in, in our newsletter. So we provide them with, you know, three to four stories. And then you have other he major headline items baked into it, plus our sponsorship in the newsletter. And uh, this was all inspired. I'm a big basketball fan. And there was a story about the Silner brothers. They, they had bought an ABA team. Uh, this is back in 1976. And uh, they did fold their team to the NBA. So they decided to form a partnership where they're going to get the TV money for the four teams that sold to the ABA in perpetuity. So the NBA was like, you know what? Like, we don't know about the NBA getting popularity because this is in the seventies before Jordan and Larry Bird and, and uh, 
Magic Johnson had come in. So they signed that deal and the TV deal got bigger because it signed like a billion dollar deal with ABC and TNT. So they were making like $20 million per year. So that deal ended in 2014 and they had cooped up $800 million without owning a team in the NBA. But just because they had signed like the, a great deal that was going to give them TV money for the teams that sold to the ABA. So I was like, no, that's pretty cool. So I looked at the, the story and I was like, you know what? This covers business and also covers the entrepreneurial side about holding out on an investment and just playing it out and having a, uh, a weighted out mentality. So I was like, you know what? This would be great for the newsletter. And then next thing I was like, you know, we got to find more of these stories to share with our audience because I think this is what's going to get them excited to share the newsletter and also open it in the morning. So I sent that thing, that newsletter out immediately after the morning. One of my good friends, I, I, I was friends with uh, at an incubator. He's like, hey, bro, like this is like your best newsletter yet. Like, I really love the stories. And that's when I knew that, you know what, well, we have something here. So if you keep sharing these type of stories, I think people are going to feel compelled to share it. And I think we're going to see our growth moving forward. That's exciting. And the fact that you're taking the time to find things unique and different that no one else is reporting, I think is really cool too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. got to go the opposite direction. Agreed. You can't go the same direction everyone else is going. Obviously, the George Floyd and being Black in America being your most popular podcast, that's still doing a little bit of what everyone else is doing. But I think the way you looked at it, the perspective, the history aspect of it, I think is what made it really unique in your perspective. Uh, do me a favor and share with the audience how they can listen to that podcast, the Being Black in America, the most popular one you had. And then obviously go ahead and share with us how you know they can get a hold of you, whether it be a phone number, an email, a website, uh, the podcast address itself, whatever we can do to follow you as well. Alex, bro, this is your lane, man. <laughs> right, so, don't forget social media, too. all the social media that you're on. Uh, YouTube, if you're on there, too, just let us know how we can follow. Awesome. So if you want to uh, support the podcast, you can hit us up at 247Hustler on Instagram. Um, the podcast itself is uh, Hustle Over Everything on all streaming platforms. Um, on Apple, make, if you can rate and review the podcast, that would be great. On Twitter, at 247Hustlers. Um, and our email is on our website, hustleovereverything.co.com.ca.co. Um, I guess that's the main ways you can get in touch with us uh, for the podcast. We're on every streaming platform, just like with Anchor. Um, so as long as you type in Hustle Over Everything, we should come right up. We're also on YouTube, uh, Hustle Over Everything. So, yeah, I believe that covers everything. Excellent. Well, you guys are a pleasure to have on the show. Again, I appreciate you putting in a long day and then spending some time with me at night as well. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love the creativity. I love the research you're putting in. I mean, you guys are truly newscasters. Uh as a part-time hustle and uh that takes a lot of work you know you put a lot of work into a 30 minute to an hour long show and uh, you know hopefully the audience appreciates it by listening and by subscribing and you know watching the newsletters and, and learning and it's just to me it's all about expanding your brain and, and knowledge and just being more aware i mean i think the whole the, to finish up on the you know the being black in america it's just listening and learning and i think the biggest thing that came from the george floyd situation is I think people that have had issues with the police in the past are now telling their story. And whether you're white, black, or purple, doesn't matter. Just listen. Listen to why they feel the way they feel. And if you at least listen, you'll understand a lot more as to why they're doing what they're doing. I'm not justifying riots. I'm not justifying all activity. 
But if people feel better just sharing their experience with the police officer, and there's lots of great ones and lots of bad ones. I mean, it's just the way it is. There's lots of poor areas, lots of wealthy areas, and there's poor areas obviously have more crime. You know, and those police officers going in those poor areas and trying to keep everybody safe. And that's not an easy job either. So you have to look at all the different perspectives. And we have a long way to go. We've, I think we've made a lot of improvements as well. But those are things that need to be discussed. And people need to be able to, to stop and listen to other people's perspectives. And then it gives them an appreciation for seeing through someone else's eyes. Because if you've never been stopped you know, by a police officer, it never had anything done to you, it's hard to really mm-hmm. grasp you know, being, you know, dealing with police brutality, but if you've dealt with it all your life or you grew up with it all the time, or you saw a relative die from police brutality, you're going to have a totally different perspective. Just like home invasions. Mm -hmm. If you ever had a home invasion as a child or a fire as a child, you're going to have a whole different perspective of home invasions and fires. I mean, those are all tragic things people deal with. And we have to be willing to listen to how someone feels. Don't judge. Mm -hmm. Don't give them solutions. Just listen. And I think as a community, if we can start to listen more, and empathize a little bit, I think we can all heal together. It's nothing, nothing's going to end tomorrow, unfortunately, but we can at least take one step at a time towards healing and being one nation and all bleeding red and one race, not a, you know, we're the human race and there's, and get rid of all the different shades of colors. Let's just all move forward together and, you know, be respectful to each other. I think it's a, a big message needs to be received. And I applaud you for tackling a topic that can be considered controversial. Uh, and I'm sure you got feedback, positive and negative from doing it. But I think the truth needs to be told and the history needs to be talked about and people need to be listened to. And I think if we can all listen a little bit more, then we can continue to make more progress. Yeah. And that was our goal with the podcast, right? It was to, we knew it was an uncomfortable topic. We were talking about uh, police brutality, uh, white privilege, black entrepreneurship, and, um, we knew this is like a big topic, which is going to like, you know, get people uneasy because you never really hear it like raw and authentic and from two black men, you know, because when you look at the news, it's uh, you don't have the voices representing. They're just reporting what's happening. But then you have people who are suffering talking about the story. So we kind of did the research and we're like, you know what, this is a podcast. It's a long audio piece where you can come back and listen to forever. It's evergreen, right? If you want to learn about black history and hear our take on it from also the entrepreneurship side of things and how black entrepreneurs are going through, you know, dealing with racism in the workplace and in getting investments, raising money, uh, listen to this. So I believe, I think we achieved our goal. And I think the people listening to it, it reflected the numbers people wanted to learn. And, uh, I think we're proud that we got the opportunity to educate people with a with a great piece that was well researched and we both provided excellent perspectives on on the topic fantastic and i think yeah. that's i think it's a, a great step in the right direction is just being willing to take the time to listen and learn and what you mm-hmm. hear about and learn about in school isn't always 100 percent factual it's whatever yeah, the yeah. publisher of that community of that part of the country wants you to learn or, or, or uh, that's their take on history and I think yeah. that the importance here also is to travel across the country and hear how different parts of the country, different parts of the world even, have different takes on history and to keep an open mind and to you know just be willing to listen. Again, I think is a big key to all of it and just love each other. I mean, when I have people walk by my kiosk on a daily basis, I got fist bumps, hugs, everything. And I don't mm-hmm. see color and my customers don't see color. We're just here to help each other look our best 
And, you know, they yeah. applaud me for looking sharp. I applaud them for looking sharp and we laugh and I, <laughs> you know, we just have a good time. And I buy from retailers of all races. I, you know, I have people that make products for me for the kiosk of all races. And I think that's the way it should be. You just got to lead by example. Don't just talk yeah. about any racism, do things to show that you're not racist. And I think that's a, a real big step in the right direction is when our actions speak louder than our words. Most definitely. Most definitely. Man, thank you for having us, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate you being on the show and appreciate what you're doing. And I'm so glad you reached out to me and I were able to coordinate schedules and make this all happen. All right. Yo, you guys have David. a wonderful evening. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, okay. I, I, just, I was just saying my goodbyes and uh, just extending my gratitude to you for having us today, David. Well, my pleasure. You guys have a wonderful evening. Thanks for being on the show. And we'll uh, follow right. each other and uh, all the best. Most right. definitely. Thanks so much, David. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. Take care. Bye. I'm Mike Searock Sirocco, and I'm the CEO of People Building Inc. This company that we've created is all about solving problems for people with broken mindsets, broken people, communication issues, emotional response issues, goal setting issues. What we do is we help guide people and find the greatness inside of them and put them on track to go after it. You can reach me at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no k.com and on Instagram at mikeycrock, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C. DM me there. I'll answer my DMs and help you out any way I possibly can. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We bring products to market that solve clothing-related problems. The first product I'm going to discuss is the Perky Collar. It is a collar support system for dress shirts. Don't you hate it when your collar lays flat, tucks under, one's up, one's down, totally lays flat when you wear a blazer? Well, no more. Here's how it works. Whether you're wearing a button-down shirt or a non-button-down shirt, it works with either one. Lift your collar up, put the perky collar on the collar chamber of your shirt, and then lay your collar down on top of it. Look in the mirror and adjust it so it's even from around your neck. Again, the perky collar sits on the shirt, doesn't touch your neck directly, and weighs less than a half an ounce. So virtually it's invisible and it's weightless. You'll see an amazing difference in how great your collar perks up every time you put on your perky collar. To order, go to perkyllc.com.